On this episode of Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from December the 20th, 1994. Before we went on the air, we were talking about a possible movie about the story of Vince McMahon. <laughs> and uh, we cast John Hamm as Vince McMahon Young. Aaron cast Robert De Niro. No, as, um, Al Pacino. Wait, hold on. I'm Nate Maxson, joined with my brother Aaron and Chad Austin. <laughs> Al Pacino. I said Robert De Niro. Al Pacino. Who are <laughs> We, have, we haven't even Vince. started the show and we're already fucked all up. <laughs> he, he's on Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Cian Carras. I mean. Who, play, who plays Linda McMahon was the question Aaron posed before we started recording here. Who it's plays Judge Linda Judy. McMahon? Judge, Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge, Judge, Judge Judy Steinland as Linda McMahon. No, um, the girl from like Night Court. Marky Post? No, not Marky Post. Um, the blonde-headed lady um, from WKRP, Lonnie Anderson. No, Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, but but you know, Lonnie Anderson, like now, what she looks like, where she still she still thinks that she's attractive. And <laughs> like at the local at the local Applebee's, she turns a few heads. It would be it would be easy to play Linda. You just have to look, stare with no emotion into the camera, speak with no emotion into the microphone. That's what I'm saying. Judge Judy wear, isn't an actress. Get somebody that's pant, not an actress. Wear pantsuits. And you still have no idea what you're selling. Like, do you think he knows that she's in a wrestling business? You know? <laughs> like, does she think she's just selling, like, the product? She, she bought in the Bill Watts' thing. It's like that on. It's like on uh, Beyond the Mat. They have that executive guy they're talking to, and he he's like, "We're like the Muppets." Yeah, what are you talking about? The Muppets. <laughs> yeah, comparing the WWF to the Muppets. Have you have you never seen the Bill Watts shoot? I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I think have I've you just never seen, seen where he was talking about the product? No, I'm sure I brought it up before on the show. I have no idea what it is. Bill Bill Watts went on his on his shoot. He must have did I don't know two hours on this project that he's working on. I don't know what it, I'm, it, to me. It, it seems like it has to be some sort of an Amway thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and that's what it is. It's like you buy a bunch of products from me, and then you sell them, and it's like a pyramid scheme. It's, yeah, it, it, that's what I mean, right? I mean, he he didn't come out. I mean, what, what are you gonna say? Are you going to admit that you got caught up in a pyramid scheme? <laughs> like, like, hey, guys, I'm working on this. Hey, 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 Rob Feinstein, I'm working on this pyramid scheme here. And I'm thinking, it's Bill Watts. <laughs> How did you rope a dope Bill Watts? The guy at the top of the pyramid was Catsabolus or whatever that guy's name was. And that's why Bill Watts hates him so much. What is it? Catsabolus? I don't know who the fuck he's talking about. There's that guy, like, Watts is throwing yeah. shade at this dude on, on Mid-South for, like, weeks. Yeah, just bring him up. He'll just bring him up and be like, Cat Cibolis, the Welcher. Oh, yeah. the guy that owed him money? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, turns out he was the top of the pyramid scheme. Watts got fucked. And yeah. Well, <laughs> something, something tells me, yeah, that guy probably, um, what do you think the chances are that that guy ran a spot show and drew a halfway decent house and said, thank you for coming? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He did, he literally just said, "All right, Bill." Ghosted Bill Watts. Yeah, but he's out right back. You know, he like, you want you want to settle down and count the money, makes you know even all up. Yeah, man, uh, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. All right, but what he didn't say is, uh, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom in Lake Charles." <laughs> I'm, I'm good. The next town over. 
Bye. The uh, the <laughs> the ghosting of Bill Watts is the first the first topic of this week's podcast. The next thing we'll go into, and again, like I said, we're doing the episode of, of ECW from December 20th, 94. We're getting closer and closer to 95. I have actually some positive things to say about this episode, but we'll get into that soon. Let's do a paragraph of Chad Austin's Wikipedia. I did not know, Chad, probably because I don't live in Maryland. I did not know that at one point Maryland Championship Wrestling closed and then reopened. I thought it was open consistently the whole time, but. Uh, but it says here that it closed in 2003, and then it go. It, the next thing on your Wikipedia is when you return to the Indies, and then later on it picks up that MCW opened up again. So I have no idea. I don't know if that's if that's truth or false. Um, if it closed, it was only it was it was probably a pre preemptive close because they had a relaunch planned mm-hmm. you know i mean not like it went out of business closed right yeah we're just taking some time away to to recharge the batteries or yeah we'll, we'll we'll just get rid of the old um the stink of the mewf because aren't we aren't we still kind of in that little air in the air yes we're, um, we're actually the mewf actually they it discusses the mewf in the next paragraph here um, after the close of MCW, Chad competed for various independent promotions in the Mid-Atlantic area. In the Mid-Eastern Wrestling Federation, he lost to Hollywood Bob Starr in a match for the vacant MEWF Mid-Atlantic Championship in North Point, Maryland on September 7th. So that was like that? in my neighborhood. He's like. walked to the show. <laughs> it literally was like in my neighborhood. I, you know, you know, I, I had to pack a bag and everything just to walk two blocks to where the show was. I mean, you can't, you can't ask for a better, a more convenient show than that, right? Absolutely. You're gonna sleep in your bed that night and no trans, no trans. <laughs> Hell, no, no food. You can wolf down a sandwich before you leave the house. Everybody thought I was homeless. I'm wheeling down the sidewalk with a suitcase with my with my, with my spandex in it. So yeah, Bob. You, um, where, where was this day? You said North Point. North Point. Yep. I can't. I don't remember. We we had so many venues in Dundalk, and there had to have been at least three of them that were on that were off of North Point. <laughs> that you know, it could have been, it could have been the VFW. It could have been the the Boys and Girls Club. <laughs> you know, it could have been the. Um, the um, sexually transmitted the disease center. Uh, we had so many shows in, in Baltimore. In welcome, area. welcome to the Herpy Dome, everyone. Yeah, the Herpy Center. Everybody, the Dunkin' sure Donuts Herpy Center. Yeah. Nobody bladed. <laughs> nobody bladed this show. No, we don't have no color. That's <laughs> that was probably the reason why Maryland instituted the no color gimmick. Because all the shows we had were at STD clinics. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you and Bob are friends. What was it? What? How was Bob as a worker to work with? Was he terrible? <laughs> but but I would I would um I, I would work Bob a hundred times out of a hundred if I was ever at a show and somebody asked me gave me a list of the guys that were on the show and said who would you want to work? I worked Bob. Because I know we're not going to do anything. And Bob's not, I mean, you know, Bob never, 
I'm, it, this is not me beating up Bob or anything like that, but Bob has never done anything like um, spectacular in the ring. That's not his flair. That's not the way he works. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He doesn't do high flying moves. He doesn't do his deal is the showmanship kind of thing. So that's all it is. That's a him. Um, I'll turn my back, Bob. How about this? I'll turn my back and you jump me. You know what I mean? And I'll just lay there and then it'll take you 30 minutes to take off your goddamn vest <laughs> because you're still, you're still telling all the sweat hogs and whatever West Virginia that you're Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I just, it's, it's just like, it's so easy and it's so fun to me. And that kind of stuff was like, they're, they're always kind of the matches that I always remember because well, that, that's 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 what I don't know how I want to phrase this, but that is essential, especially that is essential to independent wrestling too. That type of stuff because you're you're not working to a TV audience, you know. You're working to those whether it's fifty or five hundred, those fifty or five hundred people that are watching you that night. So you have to have that connection to them, and. That's like I said. That stuff's essential to a to a to an indie wrestling card. Of course. But, I mean, yeah. and and then I mean, even though we've wrestled, we've wrestled in front of no people before, and it didn't matter. But we've also wrestled in front of you know a thousand people before, and then it's a whole different story when you're laying there, and and then you're laughing, going, "He's doing the same shit he would do in front of nobody." <laughs> and then there's a thousand people, like you know, boom. <laughs> shitting all over Hollywood. How do you shit all over Hollywood? Uh, on October 18th, Chad appeared at Uncivil War from the National Wrestling League and House of Pain Wrestling Federation held at a local high school in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, where he and Sean Summers took on the big New Yorkers, Jerkface and Jackpot Jimmy Jessup, but lost <laughs> via disqualification <laughs> when they're sorry, I usually can get through this when their ballet Katravina was caught trying to stop Jessup from pinning Slavinsky. All right, so there's a lot to, <laughs> a lot to pick apart there. That's a, there's a mouthful I can, there. Yeah, I, can, I can hardly get through it. Sorry, folks. <laughs> so it's Oof. a high school. Your partner's Sean Summers. Who's Sean Summers? I have no idea. Um, uh, Sean Summers. Oof. Is there? Uh, he, he said this was like Hagerstown or something. Gettysburg. Okay, so it was probably the Hagerstown promotion. Okay. It was probably the Rambo company. Uh, NWL? Sure. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. I'm not smart. I just looked back down at my phone, but... Yeah, Um. and it was probably one of them just shit shows, and... <laughs> oh, man, I remember the dude that, that was jerk face. <laughs> was it J.C. Like, Smith? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> They they had I don't man I I don't really remember like a shit ton about him, um although that his deal was like he was like a New Yorker. Think of how New Yorkers are brash, you know. Yeah, it might be like, the greatest wrestling name ever. Jerkface. I don't Jerk. know why it, I don't know why it popped me so much, but that's just funny. Yeah, he's all. I mean, it's not. It's not hard to make a sign, you know, an uncreated sign. Jerk face. What was the other guy? John, John Juice, Jason Janelli, or something. Jack Jackpot Jimmy Jessup. Now that that, that guy, I don't fucking have any idea who the hell that is. 
Um, Jackpot. No, I don't really. I, I remember the one guy, Jerkface, because that's probably the one guy that I said, you know. Jerkface could be a contender. You know, come with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> come over here, Jerkface. Yeah. He's probably he's probably the guy that when I went down to the school before, worked out with and said, all right, I'm going to work with you. Okay, just, you you stick with me. The other the other hand bone. Yeah, you know he he can Mitchell himself around the ring, and uh, yeah, let's, me and you good work. Let Jamba Juice and Doug's kid work together, and we'll actually like do something here. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't know that about Jamba's kid. Who's Jamba's kid? Jamba Juice is his own person, but I'm assuming that Shane guy is Doug Summers' kid. I don't fucking know. Don't. <laughs> You can assume all the hell you want. I have no idea. No, I don't know. That 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 whole entire operation they had going down there was different level, man. Next next level outlaw macho shit. And I loved it, man. I loved it. I actually bought the the car that I, I the car that I bought. Uh, what year are we talking about here? This would be 2003. There you go. That's my the first Honda Element that I ever bought. It was a 2003, and I bought it because I could sleep in it. Because the, them Rambo shows were, you know, two, two and a half, three, three and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would go there, and sometimes I would meet a lucky lady, you know, or... Sometimes I wouldn't get paid enough to get a hotel. <laughs> so I just, I figured I had to have a car that was convenient enough that I could just, uh, oh, recline the seats down and just sleep. Sprawl out a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> On November 15th, 2003, Chad lost to hijinks in a four corners match with OGB and Brandon Mercury for the NWL Cruiserweight Championship in Newville, Pennsylvania. I have don't even ask. I uh, um Hijink still has a table mine that he's never fucking sent me. So, I'll put him on blast on this. Yeah, one. Fuck this you, Hijinx. No, he no fuck don't fuck him. Don't fuck him yet. He still has my tape. I, I'll just say hey Hijinx. Will you Sorry, please hi, Sorry Hijinx, I didn't mean that. Yeah, will you please send me my tape back after 15 years plus that I let you borrow? You know, you know what tape it is too. Guess what tape it is? Incredibly strange wrestling. Oh. The Bizarro Bar, a ball, the one from New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. where they dressed all up and went to that kind of like gay club thing. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I have not. I have heard of it. I have heard of it, but I've never seen it. No, I have. I I got another copy of it, but it's another copy that's not the same copy as the one that I lost. Like I got the I, I, the copy that I lost was um was pretty much the one that was distributed, the one that everybody traded. So it's not like it was a big loss because the one that I got was the one that was better because it had all the outtakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen. I have not seen a lot of incredibly strange wrestling. I've seen bits and bits and pieces on YouTube. The most I know about it, though, is stuff that I've heard Kurt Brown talk about. But um, yeah, I I'd love to see that. I liked reading about it in the magazines when I was a kid. It made me laugh. My favorite Harley name. Racist? That's what I was about to say. That's my favorite name, Harley Racist. <laughs> now, me me personally, I like the Ku Klux Clowns. Yeah, and I love the abortionists. <laughs> 
he came to the ring with a girl that was pregnant and he would and, and he would he, he'd pull out a instead of like mr Sacco, he'd pull out a coat hanger and i was like you can't there's no way you can do this you know what i mean but i did then i looked around the rest of the show and said yeah i guess you can i like harley racist just because of the simplicity of it like, well i mean do it. It's harley racist <laughs> It wasn't. A, it wasn't that much of a stretch, was it? Not. Probably. Not from what I heard. Probably not. No. Yeah. I mean. Uh. Yeah. That. That. Them days were like them days working with um, for the NWL and them like West Virginia companies and all that shit. Dude, they were my favorite times. I had the most fun. I mean, the most fun. Cause it was what, a drive, drive two and a half hours. Do what, fifteen minutes. For a promotion, for a promotion like that, for the drive, yeah. for the, and for then the do what, and then what, do whatever I want. Much right. less, not, was, not even was, like was the pay, like was the was, was the pay was the pay decent enough where it was worth it for a show oh, like probably, that? Probably not. It probably would have just covered gas. I mean, I'm guessing if I would have had to guess, it would have been somewhere in the forty dollar to sixty dollar range. Yeah, it's funny because when I was when I was younger, I just always assumed because I'm because I was stupid and I was young, but I just always assumed with as as densely populated as the East Coast is, and all of that, I just always assumed every indie promotion did pretty well on the East Coast. Of course, you know, come lo and behold, you you find out later in the you know later in life that wasn't exactly the case. But I just always assumed, wow, there's so many people there and there's so much. You know, so much of uh, what I want to say, population to draw to draw from, that you just assume that that a that a indie show in Pennsylvania or an indie show in Maryland is going to do well just because of that. No, the it, indie shows in uh, it, it's actually a catch twenty two there, Nate, because in, if you're going to run in Maryland, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of hippity hoopla. Yeah, you're paying a lot of pipers in that situation. Yes, you're paying a whole lot of pipers, and then if you, and then <laughs> if you run, if you run in West Virginia, like you know, like right across the line, just say right across the line where Rambo ran, it was really hillbilly territory, real hillbilly territory, and it wasn't as dense populated. So, I mean, instead of, you know, instead of getting a neighborhood of... The fans were know, dense, but the population... Yes, that's right. <laughs> the population wasn't. The, the individual fans were. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, the, the, you understand what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was like, all right, all right we're, we're getting... Every time I go out to the ring, I know <laughs> that we, <laughs> we, we still had the same, the same um, 75 people here. We drew 75 people in 12 tees. I don't even know about that. I dispute all that nonsense. Well, moving into the episode of ECW that we are reviewing this week. It is December 20th, 1994. Hey, hey, I got a question. I, I forget the guy's name. Who And you'll know. Who was the guy that was in ER? And I, I know it. I know him, but who was the guy Jerk that was in, no, in, in ER? Oh, he was and, in the ER. No, he was on the show ER, and then oh, he okay. was the, the the main guy on fucking Falling Skies. I don't remember his name. I know exactly right. who you're talking about. I can picture his face. John Hamm? No, I think it was, wasn't it like Noah Wiley? 
Yes. Yes. He's playing Shane. Noah Wiley's playing Shane McMahon. No, okay. Like for real? No, in the movie that we're going to make. Oh, the movie that we're going to make. Okay. I didn't know we were making a movie. I'll be starting the Kickstarter tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Demi Moore can play Stephanie McMahon. Demi Moore. Yeah. Demi Moore. Yeah, she's going to play Steph. Which Steph? Stephanie McMahon. I mean, young Steph? Now Steph? We'll CGI it up. She can do both. Have you seen her? No. She looks like Demi. I don't want to see her no more. I mean, you haven't you haven't seen her? No. Oh, good lord! All them Pilates and stuff—they ain't done shit for them stretch marks and lines on her face and stuff. All right. Well, I'll rethink. What about the? What about what about the chick that played Anne Hathaway? What about her? She can play Stephanie McMahon. All right, Anne Hathaway. Oh, Dan Housen. I think Dan Housen would be a great Stephanie. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very, 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 very corporate, very evil. He plays Stephanie Stephanie as Van Housen. He doesn't change anything about Van Housen. He just plays Stephanie, and we're not even going to mention it. I do. I think Dan Housen should play everybody. Fucking ridiculous wig on. So Dan Housen's Okay, Anne Hathaway's out. It's Dan Housen. <laughs> Dan Housen should play everybody. So it's it, and the and the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy. He's gonna play Hunter. John Hamm. No, Charlie Human Hunan. He's gonna play. He's gonna play Triple H. So this is the main cast. This is the family. Vince McMahon, played by John Hamm. Linda <laughs> McMahon, played by Judge Judy. Shane McMahon is Noah Wiley. Stephanie McMahon as played by Dan Housen. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't change anything about himself. No, he's just Dan Housen. McMahon. He's Dan Housen. And then Triple H is played by by Charlie Human. Human. Who plays plays Pat Patterson? Nathan Uh Lane. Nathan Lane, that, spot on. I can't argue. Fuck it. You're right. Uh, uh, Triple H. Um, uh, I, I I still can't get over that. You said that, that with Dan, with, Ga- with with Gary Coleman as Mel Phillips. <laughs> okay, oh, Gary man. Coleman's playing Mel Phillips. <laughs> what about the guy with the bicycle shop from Different Strokes? <laughs> you know, the creep guy yeah. who touched Dudley. Gordon Jump. I don't know what his name is. You know what his name his is? Name's Gordon. His name's Gordon. Was Gordon Jump? He's dead. What? Wait, Gary he had Coleman's the bicycle dead. shop. Gary Coleman's dead. Dead too. So he can't play Mel Phillips. Webster. Webster's still alive. What about Dudley? James Dudley? Dudley? No, the Dudley from the episode. The, the bicycle shop guy touched. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he got, he got pictures of. But Mel Phillips is played by Webster. Oof. No, Mel Phillips has to be played by um, the guy from Friday, the father from Friday. He's dead too. What well, else? C- C- CGI him. <laughs> Just you know, take some of his, take some of his outtakes from Friday and, put it, and throw, throw them out there. So I'll, I'll keep thinking of people. I wish Ned Beatty was alive so he could play Bruce Pritchard. But anyway, from Deliverance. Yes. Greatest movie ever. December twentieth, nineteen ninety four. December twenty December twentieth, nineteen ninety four is the episode of ECW we're discussing here. 
We opened with a high with a highlight video to start the show, which I fast forwarded through because I didn't like the music and I was Bruce like, Bruce Pritchard's probably... played by Kevin James. But we'll keep going. Paul Blart. <laughs> Dude, he's still he's still calling back from like five minutes ago. Well, there's not a lot on this. So all right. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not bitching at you. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just, all right. Well, I mean, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna just keep harping on that, and we're gonna keep that horse, then just let me know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're trying to talk about fucking, you know, I don't know, whatever, a dumb fucking music video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually, I, I actually liked it. I, I, I thought that the music video was actually pretty cool. Actually, um, I didn't like the, you know. Clearly, I didn't like the reboot of the music, right? Yeah, it was just like yeah. it was. It was like for Elise or something. It was, it, dude. It was it was pretty bad. But I mean, I I kind of I kind of got it, and um, and we're only what I don't know one two weeks away from one of my favorite ECW um uh, videos, and that's I think that's the year the year review video. That's you know. When they play like little drummer boy, I think it is, or maybe it's even next year. I don't even, but but it's um, it's it's coming up. Um, the thing that I noted in the interview or in the video was the highlights they showed. They showed Shane, Sabu, Taz, nine one one, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, Cactus Jack, uh, Shooter Malenko, Public Enemy, and Too Cold Scorpio. It was basically them showing a highlight video of what Paul assumed was going to be and or was going to be his 95 crew. You know what I mean? Like these are the guys that you need to pay attention to because going into 95, now that he's fully like set as the, as the booker. No, that makes sense. It's the guys that he's, these are my core group of guys that I'm going to focus on. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't guys like me, um, Mikey, um, Pitbulls, um, you know, local guys. He's like, all right. W- w- I mean, I mean, actually, to tell you the truth, there, Aaron, that was, that's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stars that he had, right? Yeah, and that's what that's I'm saying. Lot. Like, that, that's what I mean. Like, he's got people that. Like obviously Malenko hasn't been on the national scene yet, but but people know who Shane Douglas is. People know who Cactus is. They know who Tuco is. Like 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 he's showing you those guys, but then the guys that he looks at as being like the guys that are going to stick around, like and the, and the, and and, well, I was going to say, and the, and the newsletter crowd knows who Benoit is. The newsletter crowd knows who Sabu is. Yeah, but but I just think that was. Like I said, I don't, I'm not saying it was like a subliminal thing or whatever. I think he was blatantly doing it. Of just these are the, this is the core top guys that I'm gonna go with in '95. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a budget issue right there. Just all right. This is these, these are the guys that Todd's gonna pay for. We're not gonna get. We're not gonna get. Um, don't even suggest Randy Savage. You know, or for God's sake, Ric Flair. Or don't yeah don't don't even suggest that because you know that ten thousand dollars. Or, or just say it was ten thousand dollars. I don't I have no idea what it was that you would pay to get Ric Flair. You could get, um, you know, four other people or three other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. 
I have no idea what the guys like, you know, Arn. I mean, I, I don't know. What wasn't it wasn't it actually talked about that that was all supplemented anyway? Yeah. yeah that Bobby was, killed yeah, that, Bobby Eaton stuff and all that other nonsense. Yeah, that was Paulie getting out of because he was trying to sue him. He was gonna sue him and they said instead of like, you know, Paulie said instead of like instead of monetary gain, give me pizza. Was that smart in the end, do you think? I think yeah. so. If you're if you're building a wrestling company, getting 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 to use talent is probably more important than getting the settlement. And at the end of the day, when you do do a lawsuit, like how much of that settlement at the end of the day do you actually get? You know what I mean? Like the court could say, "Oh, you need to you need to pay him ten million dollars," and then by the end by the time it's done, you might get a million. You know what I mean? Plus you get you got to get your no board. million dollars. Yeah. So I think it's smarter to just be like, I don't want your money. I want Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton. Yeah, and that, and that how easy is it for that company to go like, all right, after somebody <laughs> somebody had to figure out who the fuck they were. You know what I mean? Yep. And the company would have had to go like, well, who are they? Um, what are they making? Uh, buck fifty, buck seventy five a year. All right. Well, we ain't doing anything with them, and that's all he wants. Right. Yeah. Fine. You know, at the grand scheme of things, you know, when it talks about money and shit like that, you're like, all right, well, fucking, we ain't doing on with these fucking goose. Yeah, some fucking lawyer in the WCW trying to avoid a lawsuit because that's what he's paid to do. It's like, I don't know who Bobby Eaton is, but yeah, let him use him. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that lawyer doesn't know who the fuck Bobby Eaton is. No fucking chance he knows who Bobby Eaton was. And at that point, I'm not even sure anybody that had anything to do with WWE creative. Or WCW creative even knew who Bobby Eaton was. Uh, I mean, I know that I've I've been on, or not even that I've been on. I've went to a bunch of shows where I just saw him just walking around in the back, like you know, dressed, not dressed to wrestle, mm-hmm. but just dressed up. And I'm like, hey man, what you're not working? You know, he must have saw the lineup or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The rundown and said, no, he's not on the show. And I'm like, how are you not on the show tonight? You know, I figured I'd be getting beat up by Vader, you know, and you'd be working like Brad Armstrong or, you know, or somebody like that where you'd be going out there and or, or Brian Pillman for that matter. Or, you know what I mean? You're going to go out there and you're going to carry some fucking bone, um, you know, 15 minutes on TV. And because it's WCW, I, I'm pretty positive Bobby was probably just like, what the fuck ever? I'm getting a paycheck because they're paying everybody anyway. Whether you work or not. Yeah, I watched the uh, interview with him. And he talked about, um, like, in 95, when he was um, in the Blue Bloods or whatever, his contract came, like, his contract came up. And he forgot to sign it. And somebody in the office thought he was trying to, like, renegotiate. And he wasn't oh, even right. trying. They offered him more it, money. And they offered him more money. And he was like, <laughs> what? Okay, you know, like when he saw it, he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'll sign it." Like it wasn't I even the it wasn't even the fact that Bobby was um, being contentious and trying to get more, but they just said, "Oh, this guy, he must be holding out for more." Playing hard, Bobby Eaton's playing hardball. <laughs> playing hardball. But if anybody would have known anything about Bobby Eaton, and oh, he's playing hardball, they were like, "No, he isn't." Just remind him to sign it. It's like he should have had a Miss Jess. Taking care of his stuff because I, I could I could totally see where 
you know, Bobby would still probably show up, you know, to the building, not even knowing that his contract was even up. Yeah. <laughs> he would have just showed up anyway because that's what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's why you would have had to have a Miss Jess there. So, like, wait a minute. You don't even work here. Like like Oscar said, uh, fucking Ember Moon. She don't work here. Joey Styles opens the show at ringside, <clears throat> and he is going to introduce Santa Claus to the ECW arena. And, of course, the, the crowd chants 911. 911 comes out and choke slams Santa Claus. Wow. You know who that Santa Claus was going to be? Was it no. you? It was going to be me had I shown up. I, I didn't know it till about a week afterwards. Where were you at? So it was probably Dino Sendoff then. No, it was um, it was one of them fucking goof referees. Molino, one of them. <laughs> I think I'm I'm pretty sure it was. Well, after the Santa segment, the Pitbulls attack nine one one, and they're going to have their handicap match with nine one one. It's nine one one versus the Pitbulls with Jason, and I do have to say, Joey had a great line about Jason's wardrobe. Oh, his pants. Yes, he said uh, jacket by Versace, <laughs> pants by Hefty. Jesus, I, I know I didn't catch. I didn't catch. Yeah, Jason had Jason had on like some shiny pants. Like yeah, it was man. shirt. It was shirt by Versace, boots by Tony Lama, and pants by Hefty. Hefty. Yes, that that was a good line. That was a good line. He had, he had shiny garbage pants on. Garbage Jason. Bag. I mean, I'm sure there's probably somewhere in my notes that I just wrote. He's still here. I mean, You're going to be saying that like three, four, five, six years ago in this pot. All the way to the whole show. All the way to the end. Jesus. Oh, I mean, th- I, I can tell you the last note that I actually have written down is that Cairo stuff. <laughs> Jesus. This guy just doesn't get the, the picture. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he's have like, a clue. Like, he's like Milton from Office Space. Yeah. I have no idea about Milton from Office Space. I've never seen the movie. He's a guy that doesn't know he's fired, so he just keeps showing up. Well, yeah. Why they, don't, they, they don't tell him that he's fired because he just keeps showing up, so he's just not getting paid. How do you know he's not getting paid? I'm not saying Tom, Tommy Cairo. I'm saying Milton. <laughs> I know, but I, I mean the same thing. Like, um, I I did it. I did it. I did it before, like not too, not too long ago at one of the last jobs that I had. Uh, the one where Miss Jess was still, um, she was still filling in for it. Like she, she still does the job that I used to do, where I deliver the medicine gimmick, and um, and she was filling in for somebody, and I went in there, and all I did was just sign my name onto the board, to like, you know, where you get paid, and it went through. <laughs> like the girl who worked dispatch didn't know that I didn't work there anymore, <laughs> and she paid me. <laughs> Jess goes go. She goes go into your bank account and tell me what you have. I mean, what you have pending or whatever. And I said, well, I have a plus five sixty, and it says it's from uh, whatever company it was. And she goes, that's remedy. And I said, yeah. She goes, we worked there in months. I said, is that the time that I went there and I I just like signed my name on a board, like just to like. For fun? She goes, yeah, I guess they paid you for it. Now that's a gig right there. That's WCW, everybody. <laughs> well, Jason and the Pitbulls do a little triple team job on 911 here. He gets a, a, a double choke slam from the Pitbulls, but kicks out. 
Finally I hated gets a double choke slam. I hated it. Did well, any of you guys see anything wrong with that double choke slam? It's and, and I'm not I'm not saying that the pit bulls weren't big guys, but nine one one is so much taller than them. It looks silly, and and so much a more of a stiff. True, like, yeah. Wasn't that a classic case? Watch it, watch it again, and go back and watch it again, and tell me if that guy decided that he did not want to go up for that. He didn't want to. It's a, look at how far his feet left the ground. He's, <laughs> and he tried to. He's like my. The leather, all the leather I'm wearing, it's just so heavy. I can't. Dude, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was brutal. Like when I watched it, I'm like, they, these two guys are supposed to be like big, strong, tough guys, big men, strong, you know what I mean? And, and together they couldn't put, they couldn't pick this big dumbass up. And he wasn't taking a, he wasn't taking like a, a full choke slam, you know? Because I would have loved to seen um, nine one one take an Anthony choke slam. I would have loved it. That would have been that would have been just tremendous. The way that Anthony would throw the guy down, you know, mm-hmm. when he choke slammed you. I would he have loved body, to see. He did, he did body slam. Uh, Durandy did body slam that motherfucker though, and that was impressive. Dude, that I kid thought. was that kid was brutal, man. I, I mean, I got I got nothing but respect for that dude. I mean, me personally, I don't have a whole lot of respect for Gary. I'm not the greatest. I'm not, I ain't the biggest fan of. I don't have any heat with him right now. That I mean, he's dead, right? No, no Gary's Gary still alive. Oh, well, I, I ain't got any heat with him, or anything like that. But um, if for my money, you know, Anthony, Anthony, as we called him, was the um, was the backbone. The yeah, um, he, I always I thought he was. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that, like. Being older and hearing stories and shit, I understand why. But he always seemed like a guy that was like, "Man, if if he would have wound up for Vince or something, he would have he would have fit in like look wise and stuff." I understand he had outside issues or whatever, but I have no idea what the outside issues really were. I mean, was it criminal? As far as like, I know, yeah, it's like drugs <laughs> and criminal activity and shit like that. No, I, I understand the drugs and the, the steroids. I understand all that. But that was also typically also inside business. That was like, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're dealing with the boys and all the other stuff, that's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a tough market, you know, when you're competing against other people. <laughs> it comes but, with the territory. Yes, you know it. It comes. It, you're right. It comes with the territory. It, you're competing against a whole bunch of other people that are there for the same exact reason that you are. You just better have better shit than they got. But yeah, I've always, I always thought that um, Anthony was definitely a star. Gary, I always thought had too much of the um, uh, how do I even say this? Like the Carluzzo aspect of it. It was always like it was a payday, you know. Every every show was like a carnival affair, you know what I mean? It was like, all right, I'm just doing a show. Anthony actually got the fact that we're doing something here. So you saying that's where Gary, I was going. Gary Wolf wasn't wasn't as much of a when he phoned it in, basically. No, I don't think that he phoned it in. I think he did the best he could with the best he didn't know. I think I think he didn't know what he didn't know, and he was he was thrust into a position to where he was like he had to be like you know. I mean, don't, I don't understand if if you don't understand what I'm saying. Like 
he was thrust into a position that he was not ready for way too soon with no grooming, you know? Yeah. He had, he had none, no grooming. His grooming was what you saw on ECW TV. And what's that, four months? Yeah, I was going to say you can most definitely tell that because when, what, four or five months ago when we were watching him come in with Jason and he was the TV champion and everything, it came off like he just came in off the street. Yeah, he was an independent guy. And that's what he always was. Always an independent, just an independent worker. And, you know, that's where you do the deal where you announce yourself from the heel town. You know what I mean? And you do all that. You do all that jabroni heel stuff. Where, you know, you tell everybody to shut up. You know, everybody from the 313. <laughs> you know, you, you, that's that's exactly that's exactly what he was. And. And and that's a, that's the way a lot of the guys were. It took it took a lot of guys. It didn't take me. Um, I mean, this is not. I am not bragging by any stretch of the imagination here, but it didn't take me long to grasp the um, the ECW uh, formula because I, I I got the product. Um, I got it either if I didn't get it on on my satellite, I got it on DVD or tape whatever the following week from either Gabe or Rob or one of them fucking goose or one of them criminals. And, um, and then I was, I was current to the product and I'm like, man, there, there's something here. Who knows what it was? Well, 911 does wind up choke slamming the pit bulls. And, uh, I think he pins pit bull number one and wins the match. Um, it was what it was, you know, it was a, you know, you say what you want about the quality of the match. Say what you want about nine one one's ability, but he was over with that crowd at that time. I I I wrote that I hated it. I just hated. It. I just didn't. I didn't see like. I mean, I, I don't know what the um the pitbull's uh, future was here. I have no idea how, how much longer they were going to stick around or anything. But I mean, you can just imagine me being a guy in the locker room, not in the, not in the know mm-hmm. that saw two guys that were as, as talented as they were. And you're just like, you just kill them like that quick. You just, you know what I mean? You send them to the ring and you just kill them. Chopped them out to a goose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, the whole entire time I'm just going, and hey, what are you going to do with this big doofus, doofus dude? Yeah, that's you know I mean? that's kind of my note. It's like as smart as you want to say Paul is, and he was, and it still is, and everything. But it's like if I'm looking at the pit bulls, and then I'm looking at nine one one, like future, I see, more, I see more upside in this this fucking tag team that looks like fucking wrestlers. They work, you know. They they do more than just some random ass choke slam. I'm not, I, and I know we make fun of nine one one and whatever, but I mean he had his he had his niche on the show. But I wouldn't have him choke slamming this fucking team. You know what I mean? Like he why why not just have him go out there and just choke slam a couple jobbers and walk away? You know what well, I mean? Why isn't why isn't he the champion? Why wouldn't he walk out there and just choke slam Shane? Yeah, that's, you know? I mean. I, yeah, I, 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 and I just like I said, I thought this was like a waste of the pit bulls. Do do, do you think that he knew his limitations? <laughs> no, but no, he didn't. He's just like, okay, we're just gonna have you choke slam every other fucking 
um, Mitchell and the company. And, you know, and then you go out there and then eventually we're going to figure out what we're going to do with you. You know, we have no idea right now what we're going to do with you. But if you just keep going out there and doing what you're doing, the crowd's going to keep yelling. After this match, we get uh, Joey talking about ECW expanding and going into Florida. Um, and then a woman in Sandman promo, which if you're going to have somebody cut a promo about ECW going to Florida, woman's the person you want to do that. Yeah, woman's the one. Yeah. <laughs> if you want uh, woman do if you want somebody doing anything, woman's the one you want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, fair I, fair yeah. point, sir. Fair point. She, uh, yeah. she says that she says that they're gonna go to Florida and she's gonna go, she's gonna show Cactus Jack her stuff. That's what she says. Yeah. Uh, good lord, we're gonna have to rename him Happy Jack if that's what he's getting. Could you imagine? <laughs> Jack's face when woman walks in wearing like some lingerie, like walks into his locker room, you know what I mean? She got like a little robe on and she just like disrobes and just shows Jack. Like, I mean, woman was unbelievably hot, unbelievably hot. And, you know, I can just see like somebody like Jack, like I would do it. I, I mean, even if wrestling, wrestling is fake, but if she told me to do something, I'd probably do it. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> I need you to go out there and I need you to screw Tommy Cairo. Okay. Yes. Okay, woman. You got it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Whatever. As long as you don't send doom after me. Then we get Jason and the Pitbulls back in the locker room there, pissed off about their loss to 911. And the bad crew is there. And they I are didn't mocking them. The bad are, crew is there? Yes, they are mocking the Pitbulls. No, it wasn't the bad crew. That was the bad breed. Bad breed. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Come on, dude. <laughs> I said that, bad crew. Oh, come on. My bad, everybody. It wasn't bad crew. It was the bad breed. Jesus. Um, now you're now you're making one bad team sound like worse than the other bad team. At least you didn't think it was a bad company. <laughs> well, I, it would have been cooler. It was bad company. <laughs> well, the uh, a fight breaks out here, and I thought this segment was effective for what it was, um, and. Uh, Axel was good. Yeah, that was um, I I don't remember. I, I if I'm not mistaken, I want to think that that was taken, that was done at the Ham Hambone Fieldhouse because I remember, I I do remember it, and I think it was the Hambone Fieldhouse where that actual promo was taken at, and we were like, like literally, the building was everybody had emptied out, like the guys were gone as soon as they were done working. And Paul was talking about doing promos like that night. And, you know, he had the guys that he needed to have, like, you know, Shane, you know, guys like that. And then he's talking about having, you know, Axel and Ian. And I'm thinking, oh, man, like now they're getting now they're getting their like, you know, their deal. And they had me do something with them, too. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is cool. Now I'm part of the I'm kind of part of the picture. It wasn't a big part, but I helped I helped the Rottens get their their gig there and the rottens helped me get my gig there so i, I can't say anything bad about them fucking goose <laughs> except they are goose Aaron, what did you think about this segment here uh, it was it was was like you said it was effective it did what it needed to do it set up a little feud for uh bad breed and the pub uh, and the pit bulls so uh, it was a nice little brawl in the back locker room and i i just it was a wrestling segment. So, I mean, there's not really anything bad or nothing great about it. It was just, it was, it was definitely the worst acting gig 
that I've ever seen Axel do. Remember when he when he does the whole deal where he hits like Ian and he's like, oh, the two of them beat up, you know, you or whatever, or one of them, or you know, what whatever they said, the way he said it, like I could just tell that was like take like four. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could the, just tell that that was like that wasn't like a, a one a one take Jake. We get a recap of everything that happened last week with Sandman, Cactus Jack, Tommy Dreamer. And then our main event for the show is Tommy Cairo with Angel and the Sandman with Woman. The Virgin Princess Angel. I'm sorry, the Virgin Princess Angel. Sandman with Woman versus Tommy Dreamer and Cactus Jack. And um, this was an ECW match, everybody. This is and, and and a couple of notes that I have here before we get into the meat of the matter. I know I've I've bitched um, previous weeks about how so much happens outside the ring in ECW. Could they get a fucking camera down at ringside and actually catch some of it? And this is the first time this week where this in the in the history of this company where they're actually doing that. They had some great camera cutaways going back and forth from in the ring to outside the ring. Um, I think they finally got it. We need to start featuring this stuff that's going on outside the ring. We're doing so much of it and none of it's getting caught on camera. So I is thought that, that was, I thought that, is was that when Paul got the, um, not the truck. Um, is this right after like, kind of like the lawsuit kind of deal? I believe so. Where Paul got like carte blanche to, you know, to show whatever he wanted to show. I mean, it's kind of hard to say on this on, on this on this program because I don't want to give too much away about you know what I mean. But yeah, it seems like yeah, that's when Paul realized I can get away with it. Nobody's gonna know. You know what I mean? That I'm showing what I'm showing. I guess it worked. Yeah, I mean they have they have use of the fan cam during this match. Um, there's lots of there's lots of good hardcore action here. Um, did you see the, the Did you see the sign that the guy in the front row has? Nope, Paul. Um, the guy sitting with hat guy. It's one of the guys sitting with hat guy. He's always got a little sign every week. And um, yeah, Paul Mellows. His sign says, um, "If Angel is a virgin, Hulk Hogan is a wrestler." <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he wasted ink for that. That wasn't even good. <laughs> Jesus, that wasn't even clever. If Angel is a wrestler. No, he said if Angel is a virgin, oh, then okay. Hulk Hogan is a wrestler. Either way. <laughs> if Hulk Hogan was a virgin, then Angel's a wrestler. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, Angel stunk. I mean, enough. We, we've talked about Angel, <laughs> I mean, literally to death. <laughs> with the, with, I, I think with, she's dead, right? <laughs> I mean, can I you verify know. this? I don't <laughs> I can try to find out. What are you gonna type in, Angel? I'll figure it out. <laughs> Angel. Well, in the meantime, while Aaron's doing that, Chad. Overall, what did you think of this match? I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was like, again, I always say it, but it, if you're if you're a wrestling fan watching TV in 1994, there is nothing like this match on TV. And which match was it in? This is Cactus and Dreamer against Cairo <clears throat> and Sandman. Good Lord, we skipped across a whole bunch of my jokes. <laughs> um, and I have a Sal Bolomo joke, I think, in there somewhere. 
I mentioned the Van Buren boys. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. I think we're. I think I watched a different show. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I enjoyed this. There was a lot of, like I said, there was a lot of the what we're going to see in the future as far as ECW goes. There's a lot of outside of the ring match, inside the ring. Um, <laughs> there was a uh, a spot where. I think Tommy was supposed to actually hit a plancha, but oh, he fell. Just, he fell. He fell right on his fat ass. Yes, he sure. did. He just he just he, lands he on missed, the fuck. He, he missed everything. And <laughs> and I it was like he hit the he hit the ground so hard you could you could see his body expand. <laughs> and, and, and and he hurt the concrete. Yeah, yeah. And, the concrete and he, will never. The concrete will never be the same. Because even that arena was just. Out. That crowd was like oof, like like it was a collective group of people going oof, like oh. I mean, if you if you heard it on, if you heard it on TV, you heard it there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It sounded like a wet hand <laughs> when he when he, when he hit that concrete, and you heard that. I mean that that shit sucks, man. I I could I could tell you from firsthand experience. I I, I would do it, and I you know. I only have so many bumps on my card still. And I remember doing that stuff and say, I'll do that, you know, and I'll fly over and I'll land as hard as I can. Then I eat that concrete and you're just like, man, I just just do over that top rope and land on that concrete. That hurt. He hit the ground so hard. It took the wind out of like the first three rows. They were oh, yeah, it was rough. That that, that was bottom. That sucks that poor Tommy Dreamer had to do all this stuff to get himself over. Good Lord. Well, I, don't think he, I don't think he had a lot in the match after that, did he? No, no, because I think he was legit, like, yeah. if not winded, you know. I, but it, it, it was, was like... It was fine because his was fine because his partner's Cactus Jack and Cactus Jack can carry the whole fucking Yeah, anyway. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was all... That, that was Remember all set movie? up. That, that was all set up to put to to put Tommy out of the ring at a commission so they can double team on Jack. Yeah, but I think I think some people were supposed to catch him and they didn't. <laughs> well, I mean that 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 happened that happened during a lot of things in ECW. It's, that that I, whole I, entire I, catching I imagine, stuff. I imagine, him, I imagine him hitting the fucking concrete, and it was like the end of the movie Babe, and Cat just just looked down at him. And he's like, "That'll do, pig." That'll do. <laughs> like, like, just stay there. Yeah, that whole that whole dive spot thing right there. That was like, um, uh, Paul loved that. He loved that because it was a great sequence, especially when you went back and you redubbed it, and you did the video or whatever, and then you could just show like all the dives and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, that was something else, man. <laughs> yeah, Tommy. If Tommy, Tommy I'm sorry, that, Tommy was not a good diver. <laughs> Put it that yeah, way. If Tommy did that, going ahead knowing that nobody was going to catch him, God bless him. And if he did that, thinking people were going to catch him and they didn't, God bless him. Like God bless that was, him. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was fucking nuts. Yeah, he didn't. Th- I mean, I mean, I mean, in in the wrestling business, if it's not already planned, all right. Let's just say. You know, you're doing this on the on the spur of the moment gimmick, 
And Tommy grabs the guy and he throws the guy out of the ring. He says, all right, I need you to catch me. I mean, that's easy to say, right? When you grab the guy and you throw him out of the ring, catch me. Mm-hmm. And then you grab the other pit Pam and or whatever, whoever it was, you catch me. And then you go to dive over the top rope and all of a sudden there's somebody there. And then you look at him. <laughs> Like because you, you know you land you land on the floor and you hurt yourself <laughs> you know what i mean and then i mean i mean you don't hurt yourself to the point where it's crippling or anything but it's it's to the point where you go what the fuck <laughs> nobody caught me yeah <laughs> where the fuck are you fucking goose at <laughs> you know it was insane how he felt like Perfectly in the middle of both those people, and nobody did anything about it. <laughs> it's like they didn't even know he was coming. <laughs> I mean, wasn't it? Because 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 they they, they, they like Tommy Cairo and Sandman probably just looked at each other like, "Where the fuck did he come from?" <laughs> well, I mean, didn't didn't like one of them like one of them like turned around and looked like, "What the hell is that?" I mean, am I, am I wrong? Wasn't it Cairo that turned around and, and he kind of looked like, what the fuck was that? What was all that about? Who, is, uh, who dropped a ham? Yeah. <laughs> it was Angel. <laughs> well, she's, oh, she's still alive, by the way. <laughs> or on the she, show? Oh, now. She, she has an active Twitter how active? When's the last time she tweeted? <laughs> it was a recent post. And oh. what did she say? Me and Jason are still going strong. I didn't get too much into it. Well, not what? Of course you did. If you if you if you dug it, I think her. Note, I think her. Po- I think her post was about seeing a wrestling show while she was visiting the STD clinic. <laughs> yeah, they had it on the on the in the in the, in the waiting room. They're, they're playing the old Sunshine Network. Well, Tommy Dreamer and Cactus win this match after Jack gets the DDT on Tommy Cairo. We have a sequence afterward where uh, Tommy Dreamer, Kane, Sandman, Angel gets in Tommy's face. Tommy's acting like he's going to Kane Angel. And then uh, Cactus Jack, of course, feigns that he is uh, caring for Angel here. Hey, give me the cane, Tommy. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then when Tommy does finally give him the cane, Jack... Kane's angel and the fans go home. I, mis- I misread it. If that's how you read it, I misread it. <laughs> yeah, I misread it, or or miss like interpreted. I thought, yeah, I, I interpreted it wrong. I I <laughs> felt it was. I felt it was Cactus going. Tommy, you're too good of a guy to hit a woman with a cane. Just give it to me. I'll do it. <laughs> well, that. That's what he was saying. At the end of the day, that's what he did, right? I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he he he's like Tommy. Why would you do this? This is not something you would do. Me, I'm a um, you know, for lack of a better term, because we haven't got there yet. But I'm a loose cannon. You don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I still have ties to Kevin Sullivan, for Christ's sake. You know, so that that that. That makes sense to me because Cactus doesn't really work here. He worked here, but he doesn't really, you know, he's he's everybody knows that he's going to WCW, right? Or has he already been there? He's already been there. He's already been there. Oh, so he's back in ECW full time then. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be along for the ECW ride for another year. So I just took it. I just took it as cactus saying, Tommy, you have morals and you're an upstanding guy. Don't, don't do it. But I'm cactus Jack. I had no morals. I'll hit a woman with a stick. And they did it. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent with that. That with Nate um, or Aaron, I'm sorry. I, I agree with that. I, that's, that's what I thought. Like, you know, let me do it. I ain't got no problem in the bitch. <laughs> Ask my wife. I fucked up three bras today at the flea market. I mean, that, uh, as soon as I grabbed that best akimbo slice DVD and somebody else grabbed it at the same time I did, I looked at her and I went, you ain't fucking, I'll RK you uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> and she it's looked a- at me. It's like, okay to it's okay to RKO a woman if she looks like Tommy Rich though. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean it's just amazing to me that we both put our hands on the same Kimbo best of Kimbo slice DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I grabbed it and she grabbed it and we we're playing tug of war. I'm like, don't play with me, buddy. <laughs> you know. You have no idea how this is gonna end up. I will knock you in the dirt. <laughs> I I don't think I was gonna knock her anywhere. I think I was in for a world of hurt. Look here, Sunny Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> Sunny Beach. No. I would have had to get Sunny King to do my promo. Like, Sunny Beach or Sunny Bitch. I will knock you out. Well, next on the ECW show, Joey Styles talking more about ECW going to Florida. And then he talks about the ECW hotline and drops a name that uh, Chad dropped earlier, Gabe Sapolsky. Talking about Stevie Richards being a being obsessed with Scotty Flamingo, which obviously, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting ready for the advent of Raven in ECW here, and they show us footage of Stevie wrestling as Stevie Flamingo. We are not far off from Raven debuting in ECW. This is the start of it. Yeah, lucky us. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, uh, all right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I think I've made my, I've gave you my opinion on what I feel about Stevie before on the show, or at least other platforms. On, on you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. It's fucking Stevie, Mister. Go into business for yourself. Um, you know, that's pretty much what it was. I mean, that's all. That's all I can say. It's Mister. Go into business for yourself, and that's never. I don't know. I've never done that, man. I can honestly say that if I've done it, I've done it on shows that it didn't matter, like some of Rambo shows, you know, like them little tiny spot shows where you can just go out there and grab a microphone, even though they say, you know, if we don't tell you to grab a microphone, don't grab a microphone. And I would do it anyway. But yeah, yeah I mean, what what's the what's the benefit, you know, for going going into business for yourself and being, you know what I mean? Like, you're all you should be trying to work to a to a goal together if you're all in a company together. The goal is to make the company better so the company makes money, right? Yeah, but you get that you, you get that um what's that saying that Vince would say to like guys that weren't in the business for themselves? If you're gonna if you're gonna go out there and go into business for yourself, it better be as good as it was that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It better be like that. And a lot of times you just go like, all right, he's just, oof, never mind. He's just. I mean, honestly, honestly, even though I think he's a great worker, I really do. That's my biggest problem with, with punk, you know, like, God damn, could you get off your own fucking dick for six seconds? 
You know, that's his gimmick, man. I I, mean, I under I, and I understand that, but he is his own biggest enemy because he is he will be the first to bitch about somebody fucking him while he's fucking everybody else. And he course. looks he looks like an idiot. <laughs> he looks like a fucking idiot. That's a, I, I can't put it any other way. Yeah, I but he, but you know what? He's gonna have um he's gonna have a million people that are standing behind him going, yeah, I feel the same way you do. Right. And yeah, and I get that too. I do. I'm not, yeah, I just... I, and believe me, and believe me, Nate, I'm not saying that it's even right. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that's just the way that it is. You right. know, people are gonna people are gonna stand behind that shit. You know, you know, if I if I go to work at the Burlington Co Factory, you know, if somebody goes goes into the business for himself, what are they gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna like redo a whole sale. You know, you guys are in retail. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna revamp this whole entire business here. I say thirty percent off trench coats, and right yes. now. Especially the executive. I'm putting all the zippers upside down. Now you got a zipper down up. Exactly. (laughs) And I heard, I heard that Billy, Billy over in sports coats, he shares a bank account with his mom. Fucking Billy. Who's Billy? I was just, I was just trying to make a a reference to the Colt Commander. Oh, I thought that Billy lives at home with both parents. And Clarence's parents have a real good marriage, isn't it? Like you said, that that was on tonight, by the way, before the show started. So I'm sorry, I got an eight mile on my brain. Oh, yeah, and the ECW show with a public enemy promo from Rockefeller Center. And the only notes that I have, I did find this funny because at the beginning of it, Rocco steals some Rube's wallet out of his coat, which was cute. But I do like the Rockefeller Center thing. That was done here, but overall, this was your standard public enemy promo. Oh, Johnny! They're gonna steal the big tree from Rockefeller Center, and where are they gonna put it? Is Johnny gonna stuff in this coat? I mean, I know he's a big dude and all, but is he gonna stuff the whole entire Rockefeller tree in his coat? Try to heist it? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, it was it was the standard public enemy promo and like they wished you a happy prosperous holiday because if you prosper we prosper it was, it was what it was of course public enemy what what, what do you want to do something five star all of a sudden you want to turn into masala and kawada <laughs> you, you want johnny grunts to turn into kawada and know how to work all of a sudden they happen Oh, Chono. <laughs> Man, Massa Baba. <laughs> Man, you got us working with these rotten brothers again. Man, this Baba. Who they work Baba. for? Who they work for in Japan anyway? Remember Public they went over there and got beat up? Oh. Oh, <laughs> shit. Was it was it New Japan? Was it Big Japan? Oh, I mean, honestly, if yeah, if you're gonna yeah, if, I'm sorry, you just took the whole legitimacy out of me. Out of me, <laughs> I said New Japan. There's no, there's no chance that public can work for New Japan. Um, it would have had to have been Big Japan or what War? I don't know. Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. There's. <laughs> There's no way yeah. they work for New Japan. 
<laughs> fucking um Anoki looks at these two fucking goose and just says like okay <laughs> what and then he go they work for you and you're just what no <laughs> they work for me no 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 they no work for me I'm speaking Spanish all of a sudden <laughs> they, they know work for me. Public Enemy in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Can you imagine? A, a Jushin Liger, Tsutami Fujinami, Public Versus Mako Rock and Johnny Grunge. Uh, any of them. I mean, I, mean I, I would even throw um, Power Warrior Hawk and Kintsuki Sasaki. Could you just, just no. How about, how about this? No. That's not happening. Well, overall, guys, what did you think of this episode of ECW, Aaron? It was on. Uh, it, was, it, it was there. Um, it was... Um, uh, we. I've said it week in a week. Like, the last couple weeks, I've said it. It's, it's... We're getting to 95, and 95 is when ECW becomes the ECW that everybody talked about. So, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Raven coming in. You know, it, it it's going to start becoming what I remember as a kid and being counterculture and shit like that. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, problem is we're still in 94. Just one more week to go. Chad, did, so you didn't you, you didn't like this show? I, I like the I liked the tag match. I, I, I thought it was good. I, I, I was uh, I didn't get I didn't get bored. Um. I don't know. It just it was it was a very ECW style match, and we haven't seen a lot of those yet. As the company, oh no, no, to... don't don't get me wrong, Nate. I did not not like the show. Okay, I thought it was a I thought it was a solid show, but solid doesn't necessarily mean that I thought it was a good show. Right. <laughs> I thought it was solid that it, it delivered all the all the points. It got it got everything they were doing going to another level. Like to the next step because we're building to a big show, right? Yep. So I mean, that's just one more step to the big show. So yeah, I thought I thought what they did was um, totally fine, and you know, you're not going to hear me bitch about what they did. It's just you know, you just wish that you would just see like you know fresh shit. You know what I mean? Right. You know, how many times do we come on here and and I got to say the word recap? <laughs> You know what I mean? Just a recap. I mean, we're still recapping the Sandman and the Pitbull or something, aren't we? And, event, and eventually, they're going <coughs> to figure out. They're going to figure out, and that's one of the genius things that Polly figured out is, I don't need to recap. I like show what happened. I need these wrestlers to talk about what happened, which evolves into Pulp Fiction. That's where we're headed with that. You know, instead of instead of showing me the footage from last week. I'm going to get the wrestlers to talk about last week or talk about their, about their Oh, good point. I never thought about that. Is that what we're talking about? Is that now when we're starting to do the um Pulp Fiction shit? I think Pulp Fiction I think Pulp Fiction is very soon. It, it, you know, it's it, cuz oh. cuz you know, you got you got Dreamer and Tommy or you got Dreamer and Tommy. Dreamer and Raven coming up soon, and I think that's when the Pulp Fiction shit starts. So, oh, I, ho- I hope that wasn't Tommy's idea. Please, 
Please. I'm sure, I'm sure it, it, it was Scotty's idea. It definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't Tommy's idea. Yeah, he's, please he's tell still, me. He's still recovering from his missed plancha. <laughs> yeah, please tell me it wasn't Tommy's idea. I I couldn't I couldn't sleep tonight knowing that Tommy had a good idea. <laughs> There's just no chance that I could do that. Knowing that, that Tommy, that, that was your idea, Tommy. So you you have to be right. It had to be Ravens, but whatever it was, it was great. And yeah, we're, it, we're it started close. like um. Didn't it start like? Didn't like everybody start doing this shit? Yeah, like, yeah. It it start it starts out. Uh, we're gonna find out because I my memory I don't know for sure, but I think it starts out. Pulp Fiction starts out as like a thing with the Dreamer Raven feud, and then as it goes on, of course, then it just becomes everybody. Everybody's talking about their programs and everything, but it, it's such an effective way. To deal with that, other than showing me the same thing I've already seen. Well, you do. You're doing the Bubba Ray gimmick, which is correct. You get everybody involved in the show. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, like he always says. Even Kai and Ty had a story, you know, in the yeah. mid '90s or the late '90s or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. Everybody had a story, and you know, if if you can't, if you don't have enough time in your hour program to put um. I don't know. Just give me a, a name per se. You don't have enough time to put him in for a match. You know, Osamu Nishimura, <laughs> and then you just have him do a promo. You right. know, cut it and then you, you just edit it because it's going to be bad. So you edit it for the, um, you know, Pulp Fiction gimmick. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us this week on Reliving the Extreme. And uh, next week, we will be discussing uh, 122794. And after that, we'll be moving into 1995 in ECW. Aaron, Chad, thank you for joining me, of course. We're not going to talk about where you can find us at? You can find us on Facebook. Good luck finding me. <laughs> I, I, I lost all my accounts. Well, you can Let- find Chad on our Facebook group. <laughs> All right, just let me know. Let me know where you can find me because I can't find my Twitter thing. I can't find. I don't. I don't know whether or not I accidentally deleted the account, like the whole entire thing on my phone. I can't find anything. I wonder why I hadn't seen you tweet in a while. That's because I can't find it. I can't find. I can't find my tweet. Tweeted. is God. Yeah, you can find Chad in our Facebook group, Reliving the Extreme, or the We Can't Wrestle podcast Facebook group, Aaron as well. So everybody, thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time around on Reliving the Extreme. Have a great week, everybody.